Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Random Town Podcast. Today's episode is Serving Up Mario Tennis, where we'll be discussing, as the name implies, Mario Tennis. But of course, before that, with E3 on the horizon, there's a ton of news and rumors to talk about, so let's just jump right in. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And, uh, yeah, I guess the first thing we should talk about is, uh, Jose and I just got back from a little trip to the LA Convention Center over in downtown LA. We, uh, went to just kind of scout out what E3 would be like and maybe bump into some famous faces. We didn't. Um, but we do have some, we do have a couple photos of the Convention Center both inside and out on the uh, podcast that goes with this post. Go com episode 15, scroll down, and you will see the photos. Um... I guess one kind of funny, one cool story is uh, we saw the man responsible for the 3DS hardware and Mario Kart going into Nintendo's press conference out of a Nintendo-branded SUV. Uh, but that's, like, it. He did, Hideki, I'm totally butchering his name, Hideki, 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 Kono. His last name's Kono. He was uh, the lead on the 3DS hardware, as well as Mario Kart, Dogs, and a few other things. So we saw him. No Reggie, no Miyamoto. Uh, we so, also got yelled at by security. That so was, was fun. pretty fun. Yeah, no, it was cool. It, it, it was yeah. like it's nice because we couldn't actually go E3 this year, um, or any year for that matter. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like we couldn't go this year. Well, I was at the press conference in '06, the Wii unveiling. Yeah, it was five years ago. Yeah, More six, six years ago. Six years. Oh, six to 2012 will be six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, yeah. But um, yeah, so I was there. So I've seen all these people already. But. um yeah, we decided to just, like, explore the convention center, the lobby, which you're allowed in. And I, we, like, obviously we took pictures because there's some on the site. And then we, a security guy kind of got in our case. He's like, well, do you need something? And I'm like, no, just, just just exploring. And he was, like, threatening to kick us out. But it all worked out. We got all the pictures before he threatened us. So we're good. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely, the E3 vibe was definitely in the air over there, I'd say. Like, there's a lot. I mean, it might also have been because the Kings, the LA Kings are in the Stanley Cup, and that's at, right next door at Staples. But we're good. We're good. I'm going to go ahead and assume that everyone was there for E3, not the Stanley Cup. But it, it was cool. It was, it was definitely the best we could do. And we did walk right past Nintendo's stage door for their press yeah. conference where they were uh, doing their thing inside. So, Resident Evil 6 posters. Oh, yes. and there, <laughs> Yeah, there were tons of Resident Evil 6 posters. And the thing about the 6 logo, as the internet has noted, is that RE6's logo looks like Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Or like uh, that from that book, uh, My Friends Are All Dead. That book that became like an instant meme. He looks like the, the 6 looks like the little dinosaur and the sad depressed dinosaur on the cover. Yeah. But So, yeah, basically everywhere around E3, there's sad depressed dinosaurs and giraffes. That That's the takeaway message that I have to share. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess we should jump into real news, because as fun as it was to run around E3 and as cool as some of the pictures we have on uh, up on the site are, no one really cares about us meandering for a few hours, so maybe we should talk about Nintendo's big E3 plans. Sounds more interesting, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the real news is about to begin next week. Not this... even, it's beginning right about the time this podcast goes live. Sunday afternoon. Sunday, uh, what's tomorrow, the 4th? 3rd. Tomorrow. Already? Or today. No. Tomorrow is we're recording on Saturday, so the tomorrow that I'm speaking of is the today that you're hopefully listening. So, <laughs> so Sunday, right at the time. In fact, you know what? You can go ahead and pause this podcast, go to Nintendo.com, click Nintendo Direct, watch their video, then come back and know things that we have to only predict because we're a day early. But yeah, it's uh, they announced it literally within 24 hours of doing it that they're going to be doing a very special Nintendo Direct with Wii U hardware details. 
and the backstory of the Wii U uh, tomorrow afternoon, today afternoon, right now. I, by the time you <laughs> listen to this now, <laughs> as we speak. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I think it's just the latest in Nintendo's new ambitious push with E3 and involving the fans through social media and things like that. I mean, they're being very uncharacteristically hypey about it this year. Like, they're really hyping it a lot more than usual. Like, uh, I mean, they, they put their work... First of all, they're, of course, going to be live-streaming the press conference on Tuesday morning at 9. They're going to be... It'll be on Spike TV. It will be on Facebook. You can watch either at Nintendo.com or through a special Facebook app, which Nintendo's encouraging everyone to RSVP on. Like, they're really playing up social. They're going to have tweets. They're going to have Facebook all week. They're going to have an RSVP? Instagram. I did. Did you? Yep. Even though I'm probably going to watch it, like, two to three different places at once. You're going to watch it in multiple... Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to be tweeting your well, because thoughts I as Because I can't trust my computer to... Oh, yeah. I'm just watching on Spike. Time. I'm just watching on Spike, and I've got my laptop open tweeting my thoughts, which reminds me... Uh, yeah. I don't know if the TV's going to be free. Keep so. an eye on Jose's Twitter and my Twitter, all you lovely listeners out there, uh, at JSR7 for me, at Wero for him. Uh, it's going to be a busy day. Lots of tweets. And we are doing a special episode of the podcast that night. So the evening... Well, it'll be up that night. The evening of... June 5th, this Tuesday. Be sure to go back to Nintendo.com for a special podcast all about the hardware reveals from Nintendo Direct, the software reveals from the press conference, and everything in between. Then next Sunday, we're breaking our pattern of two every other week, one podcast every other week, and we're doing two in two weeks. We're doing week Sundays back-to-back. I'm horribly explaining this. We're doing a special episode again on Sunday to cover the rest of E3, because Nintendo actually, in addition to live-streaming Tuesday's uh, press conference... They're also going to be live-streaming for the first time ever their software showcase, which happens Wednesday night at 6 p.m., and a special developer discussion of the Wii U hardware with producer... You want to say it? I can't, I can't speak Japanese. Kono? No, 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 no. It's, it's uh, Kasuya Iguchi. Does that sound right? It sounds about right. Kasuya okay. Iguchi. Yeah, well, they're doing that at 11.30 on Tuesday night, which will be after our podcast is up. So there's going to be tons to talk about. And the way Nintendo's hyping this, as I was starting to say, there's going to be tons to talk about. Yeah, Nintendo's just all over the place. They are. Like, that's that Facebook like... status? You saw the Facebook status, yeah, right? Yeah. The uh, the scratch-off thing? They're, like, literally teasing now. Like, they, they just posted, these games would be out initially for the Wii U. And it's just, like, a fuzzy character thing that looks like a scratch-off ticket. I know. And you just have to already, guess. And people already figured out how many characters are each. Yeah, people are predicting, one. like, Ocarina of Time HD fits in there, and Pikmin the... The Last Voyage fits in there, and like you know, Super Mar- New Super Mario Bros. Wii U fits in there, and Chibi Robo rocks the '80s. Chibi Robo rocks the '80s. We have to make that happen. You know, we should have. We saw Kono. We should have stopped him and be like, "I know you're not involved with Chibi Robo. You're a Mario Kart man, but we have this idea. Do you like the '80s? Do you like cleaning robots? Put them together." Oh, and then you might Gold go mine. like, "Who told you about our project?" <laughs> yeah, and then you'd be like, "Were you just inside the Nokia Theater? What?" <laughs> so, <laughs> but um. Yeah, they're also on top of all that. Nintendo's also gonna be on Instagram posting photos. Yeah, they're going they're going ballistic. I think it's safe to say that Nintendo actually gets online social media now, and that could hopefully mean very big things for the Wii U social media abilities. I mean, it'd be super cool if there's like Facebook and Twitter integrated into the system. So like, as you're playing, you could get notifications. You could like pause the game, use the tablet controller to check your notifications, upload something to Twitter like a screenshot, or upload a video to YouTube and do it all like in real time. Go back to your game. And they get notifications on comments as you're playing. I think that'd be super cool. But I'm a social media junkie, so of course I do. But, yeah. It's exciting times. Um, I feel like I'm dominating this right now. Is there anything you would like to add, Jose? I don't know. I mean, you basically... I covered it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't... There's not really much to say about it. I mean, they're just... 
Yeah. We're just waiting for them to... Like, One thing I find them. interesting, though, is that they're doing this, this, this special Nintendo Direct where they're basically unveiling half the... They're unveiling the hardware. They're covering half of their press conference material before the press conference, which makes me think either they have a ton of games to show off, or they want to get a jump start on Microsoft and Sony, which are going to be on Monday, or... Most it's likely, kind of they want... I think they want the uh, first word on the new hardware and controller. And Ubisoft and Electronic Arts, EA, have uh, press conferences on Monday. Both of them are confirmed Wii U supporters. So I'm guessing they want Ubisoft and EA to be able to show off all their games at their press conferences using final hardware and not have people go, that controller looks different. What's that? And instead, focus on the games. Uh, That's my guess. No. But, I mean, it just seems like why else would they do a... They're basically doing four events in three days. And with the racing tomorrow, that is the part that I would be... Well, um, that's what I would say, like, the most interesting part of their whole presentation. Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow. Well, it depends on how much they show. I mean, they could show just the hardware, or maybe they'll actually dig dig into the operating system itself and show how the tablet will work with the menu, and how Nintendo Network will work, and how your profile will be integrated. Like, it could go any which way. For all we know, they could just release a text... A tech spec sheet, and that's it. Yeah, or what they might do. I mean, Nintendo of America tweeted that they're going to show um, the creative process behind it or something like that. So it might just be an interview. It's like, well, we were like, I like my tablet, and I like my TV, and the DS has two, two screens, so now the Wii U has two screens. Like, I mean, we all know. It could be absolutely not. It could be all fluff. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it's silly that we're speculating this, because by the time anyone listens, it's already out. But uh, It's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and jump to the... The E3 news is already pouring in. Like, literally. Like, it's like multiple game announcements a day. So we might as well just jump right in and talk about some of the potentially bigger ones. Some of the cooler ones. Um, were you a fan of... Jose, were you a fan of the 2G Castlevanias on, like, the hand, on DS and GBA and all that? Mm, I enjoyed them. I remember the first one. I can't remember. It was Dawn of something, right? Dawn of Sorrow, I think. Was it? Yeah, Dawn of Sorrow. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I remember liking the music a lot. Don't really remember the game. Well, and I did play Portrait of Ruin recently, but I think I played it wrong because it was you played it wrong. <laughs> it was so easy. A caveman was, could do it. Like, yeah, like it was kind of just like I just walked through the whole game. Well, hopefully, what I'm saying this up for, and I got a horrible, <laughs> really horrible ending. But there's like three other characters to play with. So. Well, then you clearly didn't finish the game at all. <laughs> I know that's why, but it was long. <laughs> yeah. Well, point the the reason I ask is they're bringing back Castlevania to a Nintendo handheld with uh, a new a new semi sequel of Lord of Shadow, the Castlevania game for PS3 and 360. Uh, it's like a more Devil May Cry esque. Oh. Yeah, they're doing a yeah. handheld one, kind of along that line. Called it's like a mix of that and the older Castlevanias, like DS GBA Castlevanias. It's called Castlevania Lore of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, which so is the is worst a... title ever. You can't have two subtitles like that. It doesn't work. Well, because it's a sub... It's a subtitle of a subtitle of a title. Well, just because it's like Castlevania, it's the Lord of Shadow Yeah, universe. Castlevania, Lore of Shadow, Mirror, Mirror of Fate. Fate. It's just, it doesn't flow well at all, silly Konami. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, it's but Nintendo we all like weird names, don't That's you? true. Especially in the world of video games, though. Oh, yeah, video games you are horrible. Super they have some really weird names, you know. But it, uh, Nintendo Power announced... Or had the exclusive that it is a brand new 3DS Castlevania game. I love the way they teased it. That thing looked like a battleship. Or yeah, yeah. The last issue in Nintendo Power. Like, like, wait, what is that? Starfall? And it was Belmont, California. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Car- it, just to clarify what we're talking about. Um, Nintendo Power last issue, they put a red silhouette of a thing. And it was like, a new game of the Generations is coming next month or something like that. And then this month, it was... Um, Castlevania, and this was a game that involved some of the generations from the other Castlevania storylines, like the families, multiple generations. 
that's where generations part comes in. But the image was an outline of the county, of the county of or the city of Belmont, California. So they and Belmont's the family that the multiple generations are involved in in this game. So it was clever, very clever Nintendo power. But yeah, the game it's a direct sequel to Lord of Shadows, or Lord of Shadow. I think it only has one shadow. Isn't there it's not multiple one? shadows. It's just a shadow. So Lord of Shadow. But uh, it's what's different is unlike. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, is that the trailer? Um, there, I saw a Castlevania trailer today. Oh, the 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 one for 3ds is now. Yeah, it's just a teaser with no gameplay. But it has screenshots, right? Yeah, Nintendo Power. Mm, okay, it thought, looks good. I saw the screenshots. It looks good. Oh, okay, so graphically, the... it looks really good. Because what they're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what they're doing is different this time in that it's full 3D polygons, and you play primarily in 2D and 2.5D. So kind of like New Super Mario Bros. or Mario Land 3D, even in some ways, some parts. So, but then they have occasional parts where you go where it shifts into full 3D environments. And you do all your hacking and slashing and bashing and so like dashing. What? So like other M. Yeah, I guess like a, yeah, that'd be a good comparison. So it's like other M. And it's pretty nice looking based on screenshots. Like it's, it really shows what the 3DS can do. And um, well, every game just keeps getting better. I mean, yeah, with Resident of course, Evil yeah. And all this. Yeah, it's, it seems like third party are finally tapping into the true power power of the system. And it, um, the top screen obviously is where the main gameplay will be because it's in full 3D. But the like stereoscopic, not 3D polygons. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> but um, they're going to use the touch screen to let you leave notes on the map and that sort of thing. So, you know, pretty standard fare. But they are also planning Street Pass and Spot Pass content. So... I don't know. Whenever you hear Street Pass It's weird because like, I feel like a lot like... of it's gimmicky. I'm yeah, hoping like... this does something different. But, like, Resident Evil's was kind of gimmicky. It's, it's just like... Well, they've all been, like... Not all of them. Mario Tennis and Mario Kart. We'll get to Mario Tennis, but Mario... Mario Tennis is pretty gimmicky, too. No, it's the same as Mario Kart. You get a computer-controlled version of the Mii that you street pass with, and you can play against them and do a co- cooperative ring shot mode. It's yeah, just like but... Mario Kart where you can race against the person's CPU. Yeah, but it doesn't feel any different than doing it with a computer. No, it, it's based somewhat on the outfit they're wearing, because the outfits change the stats. You know in Mario Tennis how each outfit, each accessory oh, yeah, you put on your Mii um... changes the stat? That will affect how they play, because they'll either be more powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's still the computer, but you have a custom loadout of stats, essentially, that you're playing against, depending on what the other person you street pass with did. Mm. Besides that, it's, mm-hmm. it's a computer, but it's, like, slightly tweaked for each person. But, yeah, hopefully it's something more than that, or something more interesting than that. Most I likely mean, it's going to be, like, some sort of, maybe a like Kid Icarus, and it's like you get an item, which is kind of what Resident Evil was, huh? Well, Resident Evil, you get missions, and right, they just give right. you random stuff. Well, I mean, Street Fighter was kind of interesting. The trophies? Well, no, the you create a team like of Pokemon, basically, from the trophies. Right, and, and, and the trophies battle them. each other on that. Yeah, like, right. I don't know, it's like it had potential. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. actually more interested in the Spot Pass support that's planned, because that means DLC, presumably free. Oh. So that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Um... But yeah, one last thought on uh, Castlevania. Lord of Shadow, Mirror Fate, is currently being developed by Mercury Steam, who was not responsible for the old DS and GBA ones. They're the team behind the PS3 and 360 one. So it might feel more yeah, like... So the people making the PS3 and 360 one... Are also making the 3DS oh, one, but they're separate games. So that means they're going to actually feel like Lord of Shadow games, but it also means, even though they're cool. saying the game is kind of like Dawn of Sorrow and the old handheld ones, it's probably going to be skewed a little more towards the yeah, new ones. they didn't make it. Yeah. Right, right. That's cool. But yeah, it's cool and it's a high profile game. Good third party support for uh, the 3DS. I mean, it always feels like. I mean, even though it's not the same game as the PS3 and 61, like it's always. Since it is based on that universe. It's, it's nice to have a companion creative. game. Yeah, yeah kind of like when I. Like, Sonic Generations for 3DS. It was made by completely different people. Right, right. Made by Dimps instead of Sonic Team, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it was still a good game, but... Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like it was still you could game. tell it wasn't the game. You could tell it wasn't the main game. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing with Castlevania is it's kind of been a staple for Nintendo handhelds, which is the only reason I even feel it was specifically worth going into this much detail about it, just because it's, like, it's one of the key third-party Nintendo handheld franchises. And it I'd has say. always thrived on handhelds. Exactly, and it's always been Nintendo handhelds. I mean, I they I don't recall them releasing one for the PSP. Mm. And if they, maybe Symphony of the Night no, remake? No, no, there were some on PSP. But there, I feel like they there, didn't there get were the a couple, same, but there were... I feel like they didn't have the same level of praise. There were remakes. Right, right. So yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like how Final Fantasy was associated with PlayStation. I think it was Symphony of the Night that was on PC. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I just said that. But, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a PS One. Right, right, yeah. right. So yeah, it, it, it's nice to see that the legacy goes on with 3DS. Um, on a totally different note, we're getting Wii U game announcements leading into Ooh. E3, which is super exciting. Some more so than others. One, I, I actually tweeted about this one because I thought it looked pretty cool. Who knows how it will turn out? But the concept's cool. It's called a. Uh, Injustice Gods Among uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. There we go. And it's gonna be on Wii U as well as you know 360 and PS3 sometime in 2013. But that's the point. Like, we're actually getting a lot. Yes, of... we're getting game. We're getting multi-platform games. It's not gonna be like with the Wii, where it's like check out Modern Warfare 2. Oh, and here's like a separate one from mm, Treyarch. 360. Yeah, PS3 360, and here's some weird one that a different developer made that. It's fun on its own, but not as good as the others, if you put them side by side. I just look at the, the War for Cybertron one. It was PS360, and the mm-hmm. Wii version was, like, an on-rails... Wasn't Wii the Wii version, like, only driving? Yeah, that's a, Well, you can't transform on your own. It's, yeah. It's like, it's like an on-rails shooter that was Lame, yeah. bad. See, I mean, sometimes it worked well. Dead Space ex- Extraction for oh, Wii yeah. was super good, and obviously different than Dead Space 1 and 2. I don't know, they even uh, like, made HD versions of those. Yeah, for... yeah or, like, Resident Evil uh, Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah. That was fun. House of the Dead, Overkill... All those end up going to the other systems too. I know. Oh, that, that last one. Uh, Overkill? How's that? No, 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 I will remember the name. It just, because it just got an HD remake recently. Dead Space? Something Paradise. Huh? Travis Touchdown is the main character. Oh, No More Heroes. No yeah. More Heroes. Yeah. 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 But the, well, see, No More Heroes is a different thing because that was originally like a Wii exclusive. Oh, yeah. It, I'm just saying it's nice that like we're getting games that are comparable to their PS3 and 360 versions. And we'll be at launch, or not at launch, but we'll come out at the same time on all of the systems, including Wii U. It's weird because this kind of makes it feel like it's just on par with them. Like we're like, oh, but we have the it. we have the advantage. We, us, <laughs> us, we the Nintendo fans have the advantage of uh, the and, tablet controller. So no matter what, in some regard, you're getting the definitive version because presumably. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the next gen. We're playing with a next gen console. Presumably, yeah. Presumably, you have the exact same gameplay. As the PS3 and 360 version, possibly with a little bumped up graphics. Most likely not, because developers are always lazy, or, you know, it takes time to bump up those graphics and money. But on top of that, even if you just have the same game, you have the tablet controller, or whatever they're calling it. The Wii... The Wii U tab, I don't know what they're going to call it. But, um, we'll know, probably by the time you're listening, probably by the time that this is being played back to whoever's listening, (laughs) it will have a name. But... The uh, gamepad, It'll probably just be the Wii U tablet. Um, but anyway... Yeah, because then you separate it from the Wii U remote. The Wii remote. Cause the Wii remote? The Wii remote and the Wii U tablet. The U tab. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, point being, so it'll be the same Wii gameplay as tablet. PS3 and 360, plus you get the benefits of whatever they do with the tablet controller. Even if it's like a quick menu or something, it's still going to be more accessible and faster to go through than if you had to pause the game and go quick through Quick menu, they're always cool. Huh? I always appreciate a good quick menu. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even I mean, if it's that, it's just a slightly, slightly different thing, but probably will enhance the experience. So we're really 
assuming developers put the, put the effort in, we're probably going to end up with the definitive version. I mean, Especially if Nintendo's online plans pan out how they're rumored. If Nintendo Network is all it's cracked up to be, it'll be on par with PSN and Xbox Live. Or at least very, very close. So, well, that's good, is my point. It is. I mean, <laughs> just look at all the all those DS games that make good use of the second touchscreen that aren't necessarily touchscreen-based right. games. Right, exactly. I mean, just look at all those... Like, even like Black a, Diamond and Pearl, like right. Really, yeah. Those are easy menus to use, yeah. yeah. Or even like what we were just saying with Castlevania, just the fact that you can write notes on the lower oh, screen. Yeah, just have the map. Always yeah, they were they were saying in Nintendo Power that um, they're trying to make it a very non-linear experience. So it'd be, it's very helpful to be able to write on a map and go, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And funny, funnily enough, I mean, once again, by the time people hear this, um, it'll be already be up. But Nintendo just right now just sent me an email about tomorrow today's Nintendo Direct. So that's kind of funny. They're really hyping it because it was all over social media like three hours ago. Now it's in my inbox too. Oh. Anyway. Um, Back to Injustice. Injustice. <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're the bigger fighting game fan. Oh. So, it's, but... kind of, it's kind of a coincidence that like this got revealed when it did because I had just finished beating Mortal Kombat. The new one. Mortal yeah, Kombat. Essentially PS... Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah, Mortal Kombat for PS3. And yeah. I thought it was like, oh, really good game. Solid fighter. Don't know how to play, but it was so really fun. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and then like, oh, Nether Realms, the same studio that made that Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. game, is making this DC fighting game. Yeah, it's a brand new fighter with it, all DC characters, good and bad. Yeah, and like, the whole premise is like, what happens if your heroes turn against you? Like, it's like, what if like Superman becomes a threat? Yeah, like That's our, the your, plot. your greatest heroes are now your greatest enemies. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, so far, you only have like a couple characters mentioned. It was just Superman, it's, it's Wonder standards. Woman, Flash, Batman, and I thought the bad guys uh, uh, was kind of weird. Was it Quinn in it? Yeah, with Harley Quinn and Solomon Grundy. Yeah. So that were kind of random. They also, Lex Luthor is hinted at in it. Oh, yeah, he was punched. Or, he was, or yeah, 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 he, he was, was in it somewhere, out. yeah. Um, and then I also thought it were like, there was a scene where it had Batman kicking Grundy, like, mm-hmm. up really high into a building some other way. There, so, I think that, I think based on what I read some like, previews I guess, of it, I guess there's like a... Destructible environments. No, 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 not just that, just like, well, I guess, gameplay-wise, like, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, like, I, I mean, like, story-wise, I mean, Superman is, I mean, Superman. Batman is not that strong. He can't kick. Well, they have to balance it for the sake of the game. And if you didn't notice... No, that's I'm sure there's like some story on it. There is. Like, oh. Did you notice in all the artwork, all and actually in the gameplay footage, all the characters are wearing these crazy outfits with like weird armor and stuff? Except I'm Wonder sure. Woman. Well, no, even hers is like extra plated. I think. I'm sure... Even if it's not. Well, I guess everyone... Oh, that would make... I mean, how else would anyone fight yeah. against Superman? I, think, I think that somehow factors into the plot. The armor itself. Because a lot of people were like, whoa, whoa, those aren't the real costumes. They better have those as downloadable content. Like, I want my original costumes, but I feel like the armor factors into yeah. the injustice of it all and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the, apparently the gameplay's going to be essentially like Mortal Kombat 9, the one you just beat, where it's Hopefully one-on-one like fighting. Mortal, well, actually, I heard well, Mortal sim- Kombat versus DC was decent to good. Right. There was just, like, a lot of randomness thrown in with the people. Right, I think this life. is supposed to be more like Mortal Kombat 9 itself, yeah. unless, like, Mar- or. Mortal Kombat versus DC or whatever it was called. Um, it's like they're just trying to like fix what, what yeah. Midway did. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same company, really. Midway just was swallowed up by Warner Brothers Games, who has the DC license, which is how this is all possible, because Warner Brothers is publishing this. But uh, yeah, supposedly going to have destructible environments. There are going to be multi-tiered levels. You knock one guy from one place, he goes into another, kind of like Dead or Alive, I, if I read it correctly. Uh, they're going to have... Or Mortal Kombat versus DC. <laughs> right, yeah. They're going to have movesets that um, integrate each... The characters have gadgets and weapons and not, like, sheer strength. You know, Batman versus Superman. Batman will be able to use his gadgets. Or Wonder Woman will have different gadgets and, and lassos and whatnot. And which gadgets you have will change the moveset for those characters. And uh, you, you can also apparently grab... Like, there's one example they're giving where Wonder Woman grabs a car. 
and smashes it, like picks up a car and throws it at someone. Mm. I don't know if that's in the level or if she like took her invisible jet and pulled a invisible car out of it. I, I don't know. Well, but I mean, it shows how little I know about superheroes. I'm just like spouting <laughs> off this stuff. But well, I mean, if it, uh, I guess it depends. I mean, if it's anything like. I don't want to compare it to Marvel vs. Capcom because that's a completely different beast. Yeah. But like, there are some specials where like She Hulk just grabbed the car out of nowhere. It might be even like if that. you're playing on a stage that takes place like I don't know in space or something. Right, it could be like that. Yeah, but um, like, why would a car be doing that? But yeah, it's kind of funny that now we have both a DC fighting game on the Wii U and that Avengers game from uh, Ubisoft that was announced a couple weeks ago, also on the Wii U. It's like we're getting all the good superhero games. <laughs> Although I don't know if Avengers will be good, but I'm just saying we're getting. We're it shows good. Third party support, I think, for the Wii U. Yeah. And similarly, I mean, this. What? No, it's just that I rounded off on both ends, satisfied Yeah, the yeah, and it's kind of like what we were saying before, where it's nice that third party is actually like, here's a game for PS3, 360, and Wii U. But also, interestingly, is uh, this one, it's just another good sign of initial third party support. I don't, I'm not a huge sports guy, so it doesn't affect me directly, but NBA 2K13 is coming to the Wii U. Uh, it launches in October yeah, for the PS3 and 3. Yeah, actually, we, we have friends that. Yeah, they, 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 they talk good stuff about 2K, whatever it is. The it? NBA 11, 2K series, 12, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be on PS3 and 360 in early October, and it'll hit Wii U during the holiday season, which, in other words, means it's basically a Wii U launch window title. So sometime between, presumably, when it launches in mid-November and the end of the year, we'll see that game. So, once again, it's not, like, a huge, you know, it's not a huge get. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, we got Grand Theft Auto and NBA 2K, whatever. <laughs> it's just, like, you know. It's just a nice thing it's to see there. that. It's a company that doesn't traditionally support Nintendo a whole lot. 2K but, Games doesn't put out, or 2K Sports doesn't put out a lot of their games on But in the a sense, this is exactly that. like the games that we want to have on the console. Because right. now you have, like, you have your Mario. You have and your Mario, you have your and 2K, you have your NBA. And, and you have your... Injustice. I mean, and, just the fact that, like... I mean, we don't know, obviously, because even though NetherRealms, like, they make, like, the gory-ass Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warner Brothers, like, they didn't want them to make... I'm pretty sure Injustice is going to be 18, yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean... I don't know. Wait, where are we going action. with that? <laughs> oh, you just mentioned terms of, like, variety of content, like, gory, well, yeah, not gory, well, yeah, Nintendo, not Nintendo. I mean, yeah. like, they are developing a game for it. So, who yeah. knows, like, what, like, depending how that game goes, maybe they'll release the next Mortal Kombat for it. Yeah, the game does. They end, probably will. If they, I mean, the game ends in a way that like it sets itself up for. A oh, sequel. they're totally doing the next one. This so. is a. It's kind of like how like when Christopher Nolan did Bat, the Dark Knight Rises, and then before he does did the new or he did the Dark Knight, and then did Inception, and then did the Dark Knight Rises. Everyone needs a break from the same franchise. So Nether Realm is going Mortal Kombat, Injustice, Mortal Kombat. That's my guess. So it's the same right. logic. Lots of directors do it, and not just Nolan. Lots does of that mean? Retro Studios is going back to Metro? Who knows? You can't just... I don't know. That's kind of assuming things. I'm just saying. I'm not surprised. Does that, that mean... I... It means that... It, you know what it means? It means that Nintendo's next handheld, they're going back to Game Boy. They took a break. They did DS and 3DS, and the next one's going to be a Game Boy with a green screen and black and white graphics and 8-bit. It's going to be retro all the way. Kind of like the, super retro. Kind of like that Neo Geo that came out recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the Game Boy Revival. That'll be what it's called. The, the movement of bringing it back. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is worse than Chibi Robo Rock. And they're going to be re- like releasing like cartridges and everything. Yeah, they're going to be releasing and they're going to make them triple the size of what they were because they were already pretty big. They're like mini floppy disks. Now they're going to be like encyclopedia size. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you, and you plug it in. Yeah, basically the Game Boy is going to be the size of a room. Sounds like something from Disneyland. Yeah, it do, they have, it does. They it had does. a giant Super Nintendo there, if I'm not mistaken, at some I point. I think. Someone had a giant Super Nintendo. Yeah. I don't remember. It might be an FAO Schwartz. And they were playing Aladdin. That's why I'm thinking Disney. Oh, then probably Disney. Yeah. Well, speaking of what well, we were speaking of handhelds. 
we were. Oh yeah, we were. Yeah, like a couple seconds ago. Yeah. Um, well, the, the 3DS is getting Shin Megami Tensei 4. At least Nintendo got... Yeah. The rights to that, right? Like, well, no, no. I think Atlas is the makers of the series. I think they're making it for the 3DS. Yeah, like along the same lines how we got... Um, well, I keep saying we. <laughs> like, it's, we're like sports fans. It's like, you know, like Laker fans are like, we I know, we got like, Monster I bet Hunter, Laker fans man. We got Laker... Monster Hunter just for us. Yeah, but like when the Lakers lost, uh, when they fell out of the playoffs recently, <laughs> I'm sure most people are like, I'm bummed that we didn't make it. We're kind of like that with Nintendo. They're our sports team. Yeah, it just came out naturally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're starting to say that the series is making the shift to, I mean, there's been other Devil Survivor or Devil Summoner or one of those. There's been parts they've of They've been there. I mean, Monster Hunter's been, been on... Well, no, I mean specifically Shin. No, yeah, yeah. 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 They've been there, but this is the first numbered entry in the franchise. Like, the first, like, main one that's uh, in something like six years, five years, and it's going to be on the 3DS. Which, I mean, the 3DS is selling super, super well in Japan, a little less so in America, but still pretty well. Um, so it's not surprising to see these major franchises jump ship. Honestly, this one isn't even that major. It's just it has a certain, you know, there's a certain market it's perfect for. It. It's a dungeon crawler of sorts. It's kind of post-apocalyptic, if I remember correctly. And I think it's a dungeon crawler. It might be an RPG. I could be wrong. But it's a big deal among fans of the genre and among the Japanese. So definitely a grab for Nintendo, I'd say. And uh, also Persona. The Persona series. That might be something you're more familiar with. It's uh, Persona's a spin-off of this franchise. Oh, uh, no, yeah. I always hear good things about that in the game. Yeah, Persona the one 3, I've actually played play Persona. Yeah, I think I played Persona 3 or 4. I don't remember which. But no, it's it's definitely... It's, it's a fun game. So. Did you know that... The main character from Catherine, I think he appears in Persona 2 in a bar. Really? Huh. Just like as a random... So Atlas just randomly throws this game's characters back and forth like Rare used to do, putting Banjo and Well, I mean, this is way before Catherine throws like, well, yeah, it's hey, like how it's like how character that seems to have got a lot of buzz. And it's, like how, it's like how Banjo and whatnot were in Diddy Kong Racing like years before they had their own games. Wait, Banjo, Banjo, that was before? Diddy Kong Racing came out before Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. Really? And Banjo is in it. Cause I, and Tip Tub, the turtle, has Tip-tub. a cameo in... Banjo Kazooie Two, Banjo Tooie, Banjo One. Oh, well, I think Banjo One. Choir, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. I true. think so. And yeah, then the, similarly, and similarly, like Conquer was in Diddy Kong Racing, mm. and they had Conquer's Pocket Tales three years later, and then eventually Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Like they companies like doing that. I think it's kind of neat when they do that. Was Conquer vulgar in Pocket Tales? No, Pocket Tales. Conquer, Conquer's funny because Conquer was supposed to be like this, like kind of Banjo Kazooie esque, like super friendly, kid friendly, happy go lucky character. So Conquer's Pocket Tales was very. The vibe was very Banjo Kazooie. Like, it's similar humor, that sort yeah. of thing. And then, um, that's on Game Boy Color, so obviously it's scaled down. But, um, originally Conquer was Conquer 64 12 Tales or something like that. And it was going to be a very, like, Banjo-Mario-esque thing. And then Rare's like, you know what, let's mix it up. And they went totally the other direction and did Conquer's Bad Fur Day. So he actually started out as a very wholesome character. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he always seemed nice, friendly on the... On Diddy Kong Racing. And on off, they did Diddy Kong Racing again, I could just see him, like, drinking and driving or something. Yeah, and I- and that's never safe to do. Nope. But he would do it. He would. <laughs> so, now that we discussed Conquer's drinking problems, um, Metro Last Light. Yeah, this game was confirmed for Wii U. I remember seeing it and being And like, it looked cool. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't know I was like this, but yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, no, honestly, my reaction was, you know, this looks kind of different. Like, I'm, in, I'm interested. I like, just from the 30 fun. seconds in the sizzle reel yes. at last E3. This is nothing we've ever gotten before on Nintendo. <laughs> it really isn't, but that's and it won't be. Because <laughs> it won't be now because uh, THQ, who's actually going to a huge... Oh, wait, I have a PS3 now. You can still play it. 
I don't know if I want to anymore though. Well, anyway, it was, it was when it was on Nintendo. It just seemed more it just seems so different. And it, if exciting. I remember correctly, the footage was in like a subway, which makes yeah, sense because it's called Metro Last Light. But yeah, I was like really intrigued by it. But um, THQ, who's having all sorts of financial difficulties, has I I, I David knows this term unconfirmed or I mean obviously it's a term, but I didn't know people did this <laughs> unconfirmed it. They didn't just like let it slip to the wayside. They actually came out and said, "Hey guys, uh, the Wii U version." Not happening so much. It's uh, no longer. They basically said it's no longer in development. It could happen down the road, but they guarantee it won't. It won't launch when the PS3 and 360 ones do, and they're not actively developing it. So that's kind of odd because it and it seems like when Nintendo showed off the sizzle reel, it seems like those are games that are pretty much confirmed. I mean, obviously you can unconfirm anything, but it seemed like those were ones that were in development. But THQ's like, eh, we don't think it was premature to show it at the time. We were interested. Now, not so much. My guess is because they're financially. Uh, Restricted. They're having financial trouble at the moment, so I'm guessing they don't want to take the gamble because they don't know how the Wii U will do. Which is, you know, that's not that absurd because it's a new console. They're making a game for a demographic that traditionally doesn't buy Nintendo consoles, at least not close to launch, which is when Last mm. Light would come out. So suspected to happen. It's just weird. Like it's just weird because it was like actually hyped and discussed. Yeah. And then they were like, never mind. I mean, just look at all the games that got canceled for the 3DS after it. Didn't sell that well. Yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed's never coming to 3DS anymore. In fact, uh, Ubisoft just announced a PS Vita version of Assassin's Creed 3. The Vita is getting an actual Assassin's Creed game, yet the 3DS, which had one confirmed the year before it came out, not getting one. And the 3DS obviously selling better than the Vita right now. So that's, I find that interesting, but... The Vita seems to be getting everything... What else is it? Well, Sony's been... Sony did an interesting approach to E3 where they've been announcing, like, smaller titles like once every couple days for the last month so that might be why it seems like Vita's getting a lot more because oh. Sony's been well I mean just like a lot of ports like I mean it just got the HD collection from Metal Gear Solid true true well I mean it's easy for the Vita to get those because it is basically an HD handheld so yeah. you just need to downsize them but, but then yeah. again like when I look at this library I just see like Mortal Kombat Marvel vs. Capcom yeah, yeah. Like, all these games that I'd rather just Play on the big screen, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is something I'm wondering how much that will happen with the uh, Wii U and 3DS. They're both dual screen now, essentially. And the thing with the... I mean, there's already... There's a rumor... But the Wii's... I mean... There's the rumor... The 3DS talk- is nowhere near HD, though. Oh, I know, but I'm just talking about, like, companion games like that. Because oh. Smash Bros. is going to be on both. There's the rumor we talked about in episode 14. Pokemon's definitely going to get one. Yeah, one. but episode 14 where we talked about uh, Luigi's Mansion maybe jumping ship. Although unlikely. Uh, from 3DS to Wii, like there's talk of it, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're gonna see something similar with Nintendo consoles as what's going on with the PS3 and the Vita. Oh. I mean, we should know I by the end not. of this week. Yeah, I hope not too. I won't have to buy two games in one. Day. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, but that pretty much concludes the new game announcement leading into E3. There was a bunch of other stuff, uh, primarily you know lower key stuff. There was a Hello Kitty game for 3DS, that sort of thing. But I think these were the big. I think these were the highlights of the pre-show announcements for Nintendo consoles. But of course, as E3 rapidly approaches, it uh, just to clarify, it kicks off officially Tuesday with Nintendo's press conference. I mean, there's stuff Monday, but the first day of the expo is Tuesday, right after Nintendo's press conference, and it runs through Thursday. So it's really like it's here. It's days we, we I mean, especially were, I mean, we were of, at the convention center, as we talked about earlier. We saw it. It's here. Nintendo Direct. I mean, that just makes it feel like... Yeah, it's here. Yeah. Like, by the time you're listening to this, Nintendo Direct will be there with hardware news about the Wii U. It is here. So we'll we are already, in E3. We will already be buzzing with more Ninten- well, uh, with Nintendo news by the time they start revealing stuff. Right. But, of course, leading into all those reveals, rumors have ramped up like crazy. Uh, coincidentally, two of them tie directly into uh, Jeff Keighley. 
the host of Game Trailers TV on and on Spike, and he also does a lot of stuff for GameTrailers.com. He's kind of... How'd you describe him earlier when we were at the convention? Um, the, the, Ryan, the Ryan Seacrest of video games? He kind of is, I think. <laughs> he really is. He's kind of like everywhere with video games. Oh, I could picture him for hosting American Night over He could, Yeah, he's basically the Ryan Seacrest of games, like you said. I, I think that's accurate. I think one of us should tweet him and be like, has anyone ever called you the Ryan Seacrest of games? Because you are. Just wanted to let you know. But anyway, he, did, he, he is the, the cause of two rumors, and he's a reliable source, which is why I think these are worth highlighting. Um, first up... He apparently let slip that there's going to be a Mario game at the Wii U launch. We know Mario... So was it a slip-up? I don't know. We know Mario... We, we know that Mario is getting a Wii U game, and we know it's going to be at E3. That was confirmed a while ago. And we know that Nintendo has stated on record, Miyamoto specifically, that if they could do over the 3DS launch, they would have included a Mario game. I think he said those exact words in some interview six, eight months ago. So it makes sense. It'd be the first time since the N64 that they launched with a new Mario game, but it makes sense. So apparently what happened is during this airing of Spike TV's All Access Weekly, which is their new mini-gadget show that they do live once a week, um, he, they, she was asking, the host was asking Jeff about, uh, oh, so what's going to happen with Mario and the Wii U? And then he was like, my guess is this going to be some new twist on the genre, but one thing I know for sure is it's going to be Mario Wii U at launch. So there you go. Take it or leave it. It's not a huge surprise based on what I was just saying, um, but it's nice to have a... Essential, com- essentially a confirmation, a rumored. Con- I don't even know what you'd call this—a semi-confirmation. Like it's a reliable guy, but Nintendo doesn't usually say things like this in advance. So, I mean, and if it is true, we will definitely hear it. We'll know on Tuesday. Yeah. We'll know by 10 a.m. Tuesday, maybe 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, maybe or 11 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, and, and Jeff also. Here's one that isn't quite so concrete. So a fan, Jeff was at, taking questions about E3 on Twitter because he's spearheading, was it 17 hours of coverage of E3 on uh, Spike this year? They're doing like primetime, morning, afternoon. They're doing commercial-free press conferences. They're going all out. They're renting a helicopter that they're going to have circling E3 for aerial shots of the convention center. Wow. They're going all out. I got that. First of all, it's cool to see it on a, nor- on a basic cable channel opposed to like G4 or something. And actually they got um, Adam Sessler who left G4 just recently. He's doing spikes he's helping with spikes coverage now so they really they're getting like everyone but um he was answering questions on twitter and someone asked him about the unreal engine 4 about unreal engine 4 which was just announced uh for primarily for pc and presumably for other consoles but they've only said pc and they asked if it'd work on the wii u and jeff said no only unreal engine 3 and he said that his source was epic's uh, epic is the company that makes the engine he said the source was epic's own mike caps who's one of the big wigs at epic uh, back at GDC, the Game Developers Conference in March. So, why this might be significant, in my opinion, is it could kind of turn into a problem for Nintendo. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of high-profile third-party games on PS3 and 360 right now that use Unreal Engine 3. So, if they then make the jump to Unreal Engine 4, all those third parties, and Unreal Engine 4 works on PS3 and 360... The Wii may get left behind, kind of like how we were saying earlier, the Wii gets left behind... The what? The Wii got left behind. Like oh, when we were yeah, talking yeah. about like Modern Warfare or that sort of That's stuff. Right. Where it's like, you know, it's they have these versions and then kind of a weird like cousin of them <laughs> on the Wii. It'd be the same thing because they'd be developing for Unreal Engine 4 on PS3 and 360. And then the Wii would have to get, Wii U would have to get some weird like strung together Unreal Engine 3 adaptation or really something. I really hope that doesn't happen. It, it almost like, it just feels like it never even went anywhere. I mean, it doesn't even... Yeah, it, it basically it, be like Nintendo made console. the. I mean, it should be able. It, to yeah, and it'd do be like Nintendo made the HD jump 
they should be on the same exact line as PS3 and 360 in terms of port. Like, it should be easy to go across all three. Yeah, they should, so if they can't do Unreal Engine 4... They should have the same power and the potential for more so that exactly. if the PS3 and Xbox, when those new consoles come yeah. out, and I'm sure, they'll be on par, if not, like, they'll be a little better. I mean, oh, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Nintendo's aware of this. I mean, they've made such a big point about third-party support with the Wii U, and there's no way they're... They have apparently been working with Epic to get Unreal Engine 3 working. So, it may, I mean, they have to know about this, and they have to be working on Unreal Engine 4. And there was a rumor, I don't even remember where I saw it, who knows if it's true, but there's something flowing around that Nintendo might be working so closely with Epic to make Unreal Engine 4 work that they might actually be, have been, when they're still finalizing the hardware, tweaking stats to make sure it worked. Like, they were that dedicated. Because I don't know if you realize, um, Unreal Engine powers pretty much every major third-party game. Batman, for example. Um, a lot of shooters, like a lot of them. Uh, and if it could do Unreal Engine, then it could most likely do a lot of the other ones. Exactly. And there's also a rumor that, like, even the new, the next Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, what would it be, 4, I guess? There's a rumor it might be one of the debut. Modern Warfare... The oh, next yeah, one, the next right. one. It would be... The one in 2013. Yeah, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 4. Except yeah. that they dropped... The so it'd be Call of Duty, one. it'd just be 4. It'd just call it 4. But... <laughs> 4 squared. 4 squared. But yeah, the four rumor squared. is, the rumor for that is that it might actually run on Eight. Unreal Engine 4. There's another four. <laughs> so it'd be four cube now. But yeah, so if that's the case, Nintendo, you know, they need to be able to run that because that's a very high profile game. So hopefully Nintendo does realize it. And it's funny because Epic actually, after Jeff's t- tweet, Epic went on record going, whoa, 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 guys, guys, we just said PC. We didn't talk anything about consoles. So we'll, we'll let you know about the Wii U. Just, just, just hang on. So I'm hoping we'll find out this week. I'd be shocked if we didn't, because I think that'd be a bragging right. Nintendo be like, we can run this engine, this engine, this engine. Third parties, check us out. But that it, I don't know. It's a, it's a rumor. I'm hoping turns out to just be a whole lot of nothing. Hopefully, I don't want to feel like I'm missing out on a lot of games again. Yeah, which is which is a serious problem because that's exactly what Nintendo's trying to avoid. I mean, I'm still playing catch up right now, so right, right, with your PS3, yeah, and that's exactly what Nintendo's trying to avoid with. The Wii U. I feel like we kind of touched on this multiple times already in this podcast, but like, it but that's really, how big of a deal it is. It is. It is. I mean, no, it is because it's like this, this will make it or break it. Literally, literally, it will. I mean, we're both going to end up with Wii U's, and then at some point, it will make it. I don't Nintendo. think it'll make it or break it for us personally, but no, it'll no, make that's it or break it for no. Nintendo as a company. No, I mean, the only way it'll affect is we'll have Wii U's. It'll be just like in the beginning, we'll have all these like third-party games. Mm-hmm. Then at some point, we'll just have. Only just, Nintendo. Just Nintendo games. It's gotta be exactly what happened with the Wii, where it's like, hey, check out Boombox, hey, check out this, hey, check out that, and then a Zach month, and, Wiki. and then a, yeah, Zach and Wiki, and then a year later, it's gonna be like just Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Smash Brothers and Mario Galaxy and Shovelware, like Men in Black Three, the game, oh, yeah. Alien Invasion or whatever they're calling. Oh, it. what was that? There was a game. It was called Redneck something. Oh uh, yeah, Redneck was it Jamboree? It was a racing I think game it was Jamboree. Redneck, right? I think it was Jamboree. Yeah. yeah, so we're gonna be stuck with that and not like Modern War- Four Cubed, <laughs> Modern Warfare Four. Or, like, Batman, Arkham, whatever the next Games Arkham. that literally look like those um, internet ads, so you just click on them. Yeah. Yeah, Chicken Shoot. There's one that's literally <laughs> a banner ad turned into a game. <laughs> yeah. but uh, And that was actually a Wii game that cost actual money, $20. At least oh, it was only 20 but still. Um, but, yeah, before I was saying, hopefully that uh, the Unreal rumor is a whole lot of nothing. Well, here's a rumor that was a whole lot of nothing. I feel like it's worth mentioning this simply because it was the focus of our last episode. The, uh, I mean, we said from the start, this is absolutely absurd, and it's absolutely crazy, and it was ridiculous, but it was plausible, just because Nintendo's crazy, absurd, and ridiculous, but, uh, it turns out not to be true. The rumor of the Metroid Star Fox Fusion Saga game, 
the Retro Studios developed mashup of Metroid and Star Fox, where you play both games and they somehow merge into one crazy story. Not Metroid, Star Fox Fusion Saga. I know. That was a game that could have potentially converted me into a full-fledged Star Fox fan. See, the funny thing is, I actually spent time. If you if you go on RoundTown.com, there's a banner for <laughs> for that episode, right? And it's Fox, Slippy, Peppy. They're all doing their little running pose, like the Star Fox 64 intro. And then I inserted Samus doing her running pose. And it actually looks somewhat legit. And I was proud of myself. It makes sense, and now Falco it's all... always the one that leaves every once well, in a while. Well, yeah, I, I swapped out Falco because he has roughly the same dimensions as the Samus art did. But my point is... No, 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 I was trying to like legitimize uh, it well, because he's always leaving. And yes, but back. no, my point, my point was I put the effort in to make that banner. So I'm sad that this turned out to be completely not true. But here, here's the reason it's not true. Um, the original source, Paul Gale Network, who once again, as we said last episode was spot on about PlayStation Battle or PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale or whatever it's called. Um, he says that while, while Retro Studios considered it, they ended up doing something else entirely. And the reason they considered it is apparently Nintendo was big or is still big on pairing up their franchises. They want to help lower tier franchises get more get more fans and attention and bigger games by, yeah, by merging it with the big one. Zelda and Ice Climbers. That sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> it makes sense. There's always icy mountain peaks in Zelda. You could just have the ice climbers hanging up, hanging yeah, out they, up there. They, they, they have a race of people up there. Just have Nana and Popo hitting you with a hammer. Yeah, know. they could just be like the ones you hope, and then they end up being the boss of that world. Yeah, or something. That might be a little bit ridiculous, actually. But um, didn't you play Twilight Princess? Oh, you didn't get that far. I never get far in my games. I'm a horrible gamer. And the point being, the, exa- the example that Paul Gale Network gave in terms of these mashups that have actually turned into real things is Pokemon Conquest for DS. Which was a mashup of Pokemon, naturally, and the Japanese uh, series. Yeah, no, uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, which was huge in Japan since the NES, but Pretty not ambitious. really known anywhere else. I wonder if they were inspired this whole mashup idea. If there's truth to what Paul Gale's saying, like the idea that Nintendo's trying to mash up stuff to draw attention to the lower franchises, I wonder if Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is what set that off. Because that was, let's take the Mystery Dungeon series. Mystery Dungeon's its own series by Chunsoft in Japan. And then, like, let's put it with Pokemon. And Mystery Dungeon never really came to America prior to that. It was here, but it wasn't a big franchise. Pokemon brought, like, it was attached to Pokemon, came here, and it had three sequels. So I wonder if that, and now, and then they released, I think Sega published a standalone Mystery Dungeon game around the time of Mystery Dungeon. There was also a Chocobo Mystery Dungeon game. Right, yeah. On Wii and and DS. No, it was on Wii. No, no, there there was one definitely for the DS. It it was like a storybook, like, pop-up. No, that was on Wii. That was on Wii. Really? I think. I, no, I, I think feel, you're right. I feel like I no, hold on. They had one. screen in there. We have, we have the internet. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was I'm a looking. DS game. Chocobo Wii. Chocobo's Dungeon, Final Fantasy Fables for the Wii. Well, then type Chocobo DS. I will. <laughs> Chocobo Tales. Chocobo Tales was a pop-up book, but I don't think... Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah they have them on both. Yeah, that's the one I was talking So about. then I was right when I said they were on both. Well, I was right. Then. We were all Sorry. right. We were all right. Well, Everyone's was... a winner. Um, but, yeah, so I wonder if that is what inspired Nintendo to start doing other mashups, which led to Pokemon Conquest, and presumably almost led to Metroid Star Fox Fusion Saga. All these crossovers are kind of making them feel a little less special. Yeah, they are. And obviously the success of Smash Bros, leading to Pit becoming a major character, leading to Kid Icarus, that might have also inspired Nintendo to go this route, if there's any truth to what Paul Gale Network's saying. Kind of cool how, like, Smash Bros. indirectly, I guess, like, Pitt's dark costume is now yeah. an actual character. Yeah. So it indirectly, like... like oh, it indirectly cool. inspired a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's like, even, oh, like, even, uh... What it's was like, it? oh, now instead of just a black pit. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby's Return to Dreamland uh, yeah. for the Wii. Lots of Man Knight's moves are ripped right out of Smash Bros. Like, 
Remember we played it at Comic-Con? It's like same oh. button combos and everything. I really like the Smash Kirby, though. Yeah. Smash. Well, that was, I think, Amazing Mirror. But yeah. no, but I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. No, they. It's, it's like, oh, Smash Bros. has dictated a lot of stuff within. How about uh, Zero Suit Samus becoming an actual, like, legitimate character? Yeah, ever since then, it's just been... Yeah. It's been getting into that suit a lot more. Yep. But anyway, so I just wanted to... But issue... as we learn, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure we issued a note about the mashup since it turned out to be not true which means it won't be at e3 but you know what hasn't been debunked yet the... jimmy robo rock the 80s oh that's right jimmy robo rocks the 80s we need to like really start a campaign for this somehow uh i mean if we saw we could have uh, why we saw reggie or miyamoto today i know we could have gone we were close we were there like we were standing where they were standing like an hour later if only one of us is just barely just like to like to rush the bodyguard of the or the bouncer of the door. We're two people. One of us could like run no, in the direction. No, they have other security. Keep in mind, they were literally right behind that wall practicing their Wii U unveiling at the Nintendo press conference on Tuesday. There's no way you could just one guy runs through and they're like, oh, oh well, <laughs> like not gonna happen. Well, you can run through and they'll chase after you. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe you'll hear like one sentence. And I don't want to. Well, you just want to run into the rehearsal, go Chibi Robo Roxy eighties and get dragged away. Oh, I don't know, maybe run up to one of them and... And just go, Chibi Robo Roxy A's and get dragged away. You won't get more than those words because you'd be dragged away and beaten in a back alley and killed because Nintendo's secret ninjas. They don't let secrets out. Have you noticed nothing has leaked this year yet at all? There's rumors galore, but there's no actual confirmed... Like last year, Project Cafe, that was what the Wii U turned into. It was leaked in April. Everyone knew every detail. This year, there was nothing of that sort. That's true. Everyone didn't know exactly what the Wii U was going to be. And I was like, that sounds stupid. And it was true. <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. But no, well, that's like when they said, like, oh, it's a tablet controller. Right, right. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was true that it was stupid. No. Oh, gotcha, it, it, gotcha. it turned out being interesting and confusing. Yeah, <laughs> very confusing. That might, that might be another reason they're doing the special Nintendo Direct. Because oh, everyone was super confused about the hardware last year. So they're like, instead of us trying to explain it for 30 minutes at the press conference, let's just do a separate announcement. And then we can focus on the games and the key stats. <laughs> this is the console. Yeah, they're probably just going to hold Console. <laughs> they're just going to hold it up to the camera and be like, see this? Game goes here. Yeah. <laughs> see this? This is where we put the game. You We're, plug it in here. GameCube game doesn't fit. Well, it does fit, but you shouldn't yeah. put it in there. <laughs> we, however, does work. But um, see, no GameCube controller ports. So far, you Smash Brothers fans sucks you... to be you. <laughs> but yeah, um, there is one more crazy rumor that I just thought it'd be fun to touch on. Uh, these this rumor comes from Dual Pixels. They, if you remember, were responsible for the Concept Grand Prix rumor we talked about back in uh, episode well, eleven. The most yeah, episode 11, rumors galore. Go listen to it if you want to hear more about Console Grand Prix, but it's basically the supposed Nintendo answer to Forza and Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo for, um, you know, Sony and Microsoft and Sony's racing sims, respectively. GT. Uh, yeah. So, who knows if Dual Pixels is right. Their first rumor hasn't been proven yet. We'll know on Tuesday. But, whatever. Here we go. Let's discuss this absurd rumor. So... Street Pass is fun. Street Pass is successful. We, we talked about it earlier, how some of it's gimmicky, but it's a cool concept, right? But how can we get that to work with our console? How can we get that on the Wii U? You're Do not going to carry around a 6.4-inch controller screen in your, or however big in your back pocket, I right? mean, it's not like we really need to put Street Pass on it, but we, but just, if but we, we did, have to have if it in we need it. We don't need it, but if we... We don't need it, but if we need it, how are we, <laughs> we going to get it? Well, supposedly, according to Dual Pixels, Nintendo wants to make street pass for the wii u what they're going to do is they're going to have a feature called the gamer card if this is true what it will be is a pedometer kind of like device with a little lcd screen that's probably going to be about the same quality they say as a game boy Advance oh it's screen. pretty something you put in your wallet 
No, it's not. Like, oh, it's like, like a pedometer. It's like the Poke- Pokemon pedometers from uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So not to carry my 3DS and a pedometer. Yeah, but the pedometer is tiny. You can Double put it. You just put. Yeah. Well, no, it won't be a pedometer. It'll be the same size as a pedometer, like a little thing. Uh. Anyway, it will apparently swap data to people that you pass, much like Street Pass. It will swap me data. You can swap uh, Nintendo network information, like your profile data, and of course Street Pass style game data. So, the real interesting part is. Not only can you swap with gamer cards of other players, but apparently the 3DS is so absurd. The 3DS will get a firmware update that syncs it with Nintendo Network. That makes sense. Because obviously if Nintendo rolls out a full-fledged network, they need to integrate the 3DS. And it can do firmware updates, so that part makes sense. But then your gamer card can also street pass with a 3DS. So somehow it's got to work with both systems. <laughs> Which, I, it's possible. It's definitely possible, but it's just kind of like... The Miis created on the Wii are probably going to be different. Wii U are probably going to be different than the Miis created on 3DS. I mean, the, part the game data. Same, what like game the... data would it swap if they're incompatible? I guess it just wouldn't swap that. Maybe just for Smash Bros. Maybe it would just either Smash Bros. Like maybe it'll just swap your profile data. Yeah, like, oh, he has there. a 3DS. Right, this is what he was playing last. But and yeah, and, and Shamu Will Adventures. Shamu Will Adventures, really? Come on, Shamu Robo Rocks the 80s. Oh, remember that's what some guy was playing that I street passed. Shamu Will Adventures. Yeah, didn't I send you a picture? No, I street passed some guy like. There is no such game. I don't think to the internet. Is there really a game called Shamu Whale Adventures? Here, I have the picture right here. So everyone at home can see it. Who <laughs> <laughs> posted it up? No, that would be messed up because that's the guy's me on it. He was he was sporting like a lumberjack. Are you sure he wasn't listening to a song called that? When you street pass someone, it tells you... I know, it says the game. I, I don't think there's such a game. I'm looking it up right now. No, I deleted the picture for some reason. There is on Xbox. It's called... D- oh, Shamu's Deep Sea Adventures there for the go. DS. For the original DS. Okay. Yep. That's a, that's that's funny. Uh, but yeah, apparently these gamer cards... So they'll swap data with 3DSs and each Wii U will come with a gamer card. But since the Wii U could be a family device and it could, as Nintendo has said before, support multiple Nintendo network profiles, you will also be able to buy separate cards... For somewhere between five and ten bucks. In fact, Nintendo will even offer family packs with like three cards for the price of two. So and everyone that could well. basically they want everyone to have one. And I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. Spread my information. Yeah, go. it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of absurd. Simply because, like, who's gonna go? Okay, I got my wallet. I got my keys. I got my my Wii U gamer card. Like, it doesn't do anything for you until you get home. Like, it's just something to carry. Like, 3DS makes sense because you could play the 3DS anywhere. And the whole point of Street Pass was to get you to use the 3DS out in public and get people to go, what's that? And to get them to look at it and to get them to see the 3D and then they go buy it. That was the original goal. So, I don't know. It, it's kind of cool. It's kind of absurd. It's like some weird mix of the two. Could it happen? It's kind of the same as Metroid Star Fox Fusion Saga. Yes, it could happen. Nintendo's crazy like that. I mean, I'm off the peripherals, but I kind of don't really want to carry more. Although, honestly, if it's really thin, I'm fine with it. Like, if I could just put it in that little, like, coin pocket of, like, a pair uh. of jeans, you know, like, on, there's that little pocket in a pocket, it'd probably be about the size of that, so that's fine. But it's just kind of like, you, know, you can't really do anything with it. I guess you can look at, like, a picture of the person's me on that itty-bitty LCD screen, if it's true. But, who knows. That's just the one last... That doesn't ab- sound like... It's just one last yeah. absurd Wii U rumor going into E3. I figured we should go out with a bang, go out with the weirdest of the weird. So, I, mean, I think that takes the cake. I mean... By the time you're listening to this, we will know. We won't know, they're... not necessarily. They might have built the hardware and then save this as an extra feature at the press conference. It could be at that uh, special oh, Wii U hardware discussion with uh, Iguchi at 11.30 p.m. Pacific time that Tuesday night. Could be something they show off at the software showcase in conjunction with Game Wednesday. Could be something they don't mention ever because it's not real. 
Could be something they mentioned in September or something. So does that mean Who we knows? could potentially still hear about that, um, the heart monitor? Oh, the vitality sensor? Yeah. They're... I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back. It might not come back at now. They might wait till, like, kind of like how they did Wii Fit a couple, like, a year or two after the Wii came out. It might be like that, but I don't think it's dead. I think they're, they're either going to integrate into some other technology or re-unveil it in some new way. Or maybe we'll hear about it. I don't know. Maybe by the time people are listening to this, I keep saying this, but maybe by then it'll already be revealed. In that Nintendo Direct. Who knows? Who knows? But what I do know... Awesome segue. What I do know is that with E3 literally upon us, it's going to be an insane week of news. And it's going to be really fun. And anyone who has any interest in Nintendo should definitely stay on top of as much as they can. And if not, we're always here. Because as I mentioned before, Tuesday, late afternoon, evening, Pacific time, we'll have a new episode all about the press conference and the Nintendo Direct. Sunday... Uh, June 10th, we'll have a special episode at the usual afternoon posting time um, dedicated to the rest of the E3 news, including software showcase. And in both those episodes, since it's going to be so much news, I don't think we're going to be playing anything. So this will be our last what we're playing until our, we're back to our regularly scheduled podcast. I don't even think weeks. anything's getting released. No, nothing time. is. But I think it's safe to say we're dedicating it to news because it's going to be insane. Because yeah, I mean, if there's ever a time to like, pay attention to Nintendo, this is, a, this is it. This is the year. week. This is the week. I mean... They always reveal stuff during the year, but this is the time. This is the week. I mean, we've actually... There's been a really good stay flow of Nintendo news. We've had a lot to talk about since we started the podcast back in... Uh, what was it? November? November. Yeah. But this is this is the week. And as such, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. It's going to be crazy in terms of the amount of news. It's going to be like... Yeah. So, mm-hmm. before we launch into the absolute mayhem that is E3, I guess we should give one last go to uh, what we've been playing these past couple weeks, since we won't be playing anything at least this coming week, that's for sure. So, uh, Mario Tennis Open came out since our last episode, so I've been playing that. Uh, what about you? I've been playing that too. It's been pretty fun and addicting. Yeah, it's fine because a lot Surprisingly of... Surprisingly addicting. It's... Yeah, no, I agree. A lot of the um, reviews were saying it's like shallow on content and it's not worth the money. Yeah, maybe it'd be better as a $30 game than a $40 game, but honestly, I'm finding it to be just fine. Yeah, like, I don't Especially know. Especially multiplayer. Multiplayer is great. I mean, I went in, like, liking the N64 version better than the GameCube one. And mm-hmm. that one, compared to the GameCube one, like, had way less content. I mean, all you really had is just the, just the multiplayer. But, um... Oh. Yeah, just off my train. I thought that. Well, anyway. Oh, just so... Um, <laughs> you okay there? You recovered? <laughs> but, um... I just... My I mean, chair is making, like, like all these banging this, and... This version... This version of the game doesn't give you, like, any kind of story to go to. Not even an intro cutscene that shows, like... Yeah, it's not, it's not like the handheld games at all. There's no RPG. There's no story. Oh, no, I mean, no. even the N64 even one how... just had, like, an intro cutscene. Right, like, right. Wario and Waluigi, Speaking like... Speaking of intros, why is Mario Tennis Open's intro in 2D until you get to the title screen and it switches to 3D? That is really it's weird. It's really weird. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry. That's just... That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but, um... I don't know. Like, the menu is just so simple and, like, the tournaments are so quick. You just want to do here's them with the, so many characters. Here's how I view it. It's more like Mario Mario Party. It's more like Mario Kart than the past Mario Tennis is in terms of structure. Mario Kart, you have a bunch of tournaments, you just play through them, you unlock stuff, that's true. There's you do never multiplayer. Any context to Mario Kart. Yeah, that's it's literally just, all it is. You play the tor- you play the tournaments to unlock the tracks and the characters, and they take those tracks and characters and play multiplayer. With this one, you play the tournaments and you play the special game modes to unlock coin to get coins to unlock characters too. to unlock character and then unlock characters. You then spend the coins to customize your me. You can that's only the- get coins in a mini games though. Oh, that's true. That's true. And multiplayer. Which is... Multiplayer. If you do multiplayer mini games, you get on that way, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, But No, but that's... A, you can only get on, like, playing mini games. Oh, right, right. Which, at first, like... First, I thought you could get coins through, like, the single player and stuff, but... 
Are you sure about that? I no, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, I double checked okay. it. Okay, it's, sorry. <laughs> it actually became. I'm sure. It actually became kind of an annoying little oddity. Because odd, I mean, everything in the store is relatively expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, it takes a while to get a thousand coins, and everything in the store that's good yeah. costs around a thousand. Yeah, a couple coins. Of quick things to mention just about the gameplay. And you have to unlock the things right, to that's buy stuff from the store. Yeah, how it works is so as you... It's, I don't know, I kind of don't really like that system. Although right, yeah, how, but in terms of just the general game structure, it's just mirroring Mario Kart instead of the past Mario Tennises, which might have been why some people are like, whoa, there's light, light on content because everyone's used to mar- these deep Mario Tennis experiences. But really, it's not a whole lot different than yeah, Mario Kart. And the way the stats are represented is kind of... Yeah, weird. it's like a pie chart instead of it's like, numbers. It's, it's, a, no, it's not easy to tell because there's no numbers or yeah, rhyme or reason. It's just three, these weird, colorful blobs that kind of fill a circle. Yeah, you get like three pie charts and then... Yeah. You're like, okay, um, one pie chart's almost filled up, but, like, the pink is not, it's, like, halfway through, and the yellow is there. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like... And each one represents something different in everything. And you can't really tell which one... Like, you can tell, okay, this one's mostly this one substat, but you can't really tell how's that compared to the other chart, because they're not, like, equal. Yeah, because, um... Like, the colors don't line up proper. It's bizarre. And also, like, since you're... When you're customizing your meat, you get, um, like, wristbands, shoes... All Mario-themed. Shirts, All Mario-themed. Like, all of those things, they each have their own pie charts, so it kind of hard to guess or calculate like how one is gonna yeah, I said, yeah. how one's gonna affect the other yeah, yeah exactly but just to a bit about how the game works so there's single player you play tournaments there's special mini games there's three there's um, one based on Mario Galaxy where there's disappearing platforms and you have to aim the ball to land on one of the appearing yeah, platforms so and that one disappears and they have to go to a different one and you play against a computer or a friend so that one's uh, good on for local. ball placement like, yeah exactly just, then there's um, ring shot which is good for ball aiming right yeah, that one's surprisingly fun. Ball or ring shot's really fun. I played. Yeah, like I, I remember not enjoying lot. it that much as a kid. And yeah, but it's really fun now, and you can play against a computer or a friend locally again. And um, that one, there's rings on the ground, there's rings in the air. You have to get the ball through all of them. The more you get one go, the more points, and you have a time limit to hit the maximum. Yeah, and there's points. there's challenges that go get mm-hmm. five hundred points in two minutes. Right, that's time. hard, by the way. Yeah, and then there's also uh, what are they call Super, Super Mario Tennis. Yeah, yeah, where it's literally. A good selection of Mario original Super Mario Brothers I think it's levels. The first four levels. Yeah, I think so. But it's, I mean, that's a pretty good selection if you think about it. Yeah. I thought it was just one level when I first got the game. Um, because I suck at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and you hit the ball. You play, up against. You, you basically play Mario, and mm-hmm. instead of having a character, you have the ball that you're hitting with the racket, and you're aiming it where you want. Hit a pipe, you'll go down the pipe. Hit a mush. Uh, hit a question mark block, and a mushroom. The ball gets bigger. And multiplayer. Did you try multiplayer for that? That's cool. You're you're on one side. Your your friend on local is on the other side of the projection of Mario, and the ball goes through the the Mario instead of just bouncing off the. Like it's like when you oh. play single player, it's like a wall that Mario is being projected on. When yeah. you play multiplayer, it's like Mario is being played on a piece of glass, and the ball just goes right through. Oh wow! And then right back, so you can actually like line up your shots to get a mushroom and have your friend catch it, and then. So yeah, that's pretty fun. It gets hard though. It it gets. Yeah, really I don't hard. think I was able to beat the last level. Yeah, it gets the, really the hard. Bowser one, because I don't know if it's that level where you have to take a certain path, or I just right. ran out of time. Right, but um, all that stuff unlocks these coins. Well, there's still also the gunshot one where you just Which hit one? the ball, like the piranha plants or shoot the ball. Oh, right, the ink blot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that one's just, it's like the Mar- ink blot on Mario Kart, where it blocks part of your screen. Yeah, I mean, that one's okay. Able. It's kind of it's weakest. A we- it's the weaker Obviously, one it's the weakest, because I forgot completely. <laughs> yeah. But um, all those get you the coins, which you then use to unlock items and stuff to customize your Mii. That's the main, that's the thing that Nintendo wants you to sink your teeth into with this one, since there's no story mode. They want you to make a Mii and take all these clothes, which include, like, full costumes of characters versus, like, shirts that are themed after, like, Bullet Bill or whatever, and really deck out your Mii and then take that Mii online 
play online, work your way up these monthly leaderboards that compare you against the world and against your friends on your friends list. That is it in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's a pretty simple concept. The gameplay... I think the gameplay actually has some depth because it's not just like, I'm hitting A to hit the ball back. Now I'm hitting B. It's like they have the chance shot system where there's a color that appears on the court and if you run into that color and then hit one button, you can then hit a second button and do like a charged up shot and if you hit the button combo that corresponds to that color... Well, I mean, some of them is just A, some of them are just B. There are two that are A, B, or B, A. Right. So if you do the button combo, be it one button, yeah, because every, every color represents a type of shot, either lob, yeah. slice, topspin, or whatever the force is. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, drop, drop, drop shot. But what's cool is that every single shot has a counter, even the most powerful ones. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, and if you so nail you, the shot that matches the color in the circle, it's like a super powerful shot. However, you can also trick your opponent. There's some mind games involved because you can trick your opponent. And if you're like in a shot that's clearly for a long distance one, you could do a shorter one, and they'll be way in the back of the court and not catch it before it bounces twice. And then and that also works really well, vice versa. Because like when the silver one appears, everyone's gonna run towards. Yeah, but you can stay way back. Yeah, but um, but like for those powerful shots, it's really important to know the counters though, because um, usually they're gonna be hard enough to hit on their own. Mm -hmm. But like the fire flower one, if you if your opponent hits it, it's the ball's going to like go on fire, and if you hit it, it's going to send you flying back. Right. But if you know the counter... Way back. I once got sent literally the length of the court. Like, like all the way from the far left to the far right. And it by the time insane. you recover, they're already shooting back. Yeah. But if you know the counter for it, you won't be sent back at all, and you'll return it at the normal speed. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's like a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, honestly, play. there's more depth to it than I feel like with Mario Power Tennis, where, yeah, they each had their special shots, and there are different button combos you could do, but it wasn't quite as much of a... Not exactly a mind game, but it wasn't as much of a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, but in, in a way, it kind of did limit, like, what characters... Because, like, even if you like, let's say, to play as Diddy... Are you talking about like, power tests? Or yeah, like, like his, his power right. his power might have not... His yeah, power this... might have sucked, so, like, oh, I want to use Diddy, but his specials aren't that Yeah, helpful. like, with Mario Tennis Open, it's not so much... The characters have different it's attributes. They're, they're, yeah, it's more open to be whoever you want. Uh, the characters have different attributes. I mean, you know, some are speedier than others, some are more technique hitters and whatnot but or whatever you call those but um at the end of the day you could be any character and still do well while yeah. with power tennis it really depended on their special sh- uh, special shot that each of them had I wish so, yeah could, i'm liking it i wish you could customize match op- options more for random players online but the way it is yeah, right it's, now, it's, it's so the fun. shortest match option right when you play yeah, it's just two out of three right at least against randoms yeah against the thing randoms. i'm kind but, of annoyed but about that's still fine though just because um you play so many matches back to back like you makes it hard to stop like oh just one more just yeah. one more there's but. two things about online that bother me it's fun it's definitely fun but one is you can only do a normal tennis match the mini games which i feel are the most fun part of multiplayer you can't do online at all so that kind of limits that and the second is there's a neat feature of the game which i actually turned off because i play my 3ds lying down so it doesn't work oh, but there's yeah, a neat feature <laughs> where if you hold the system like you were playing sitting up it'll be top down view of mar of the court Raise the system up to your face, or if you're lying down, just hold it how you naturally would, and it's a behind-the-back view. Now, when it goes into behind-the-back view of your character, they, it, sort of, it sort of becomes like a weird Mar- Mario Tennis-Wii Tennis hybrid, where the character can move on its own, but you can also move it with the stick. So if you don't touch the stick, the character will run to the ball, and you just have to hit it with the button. But you can also you know, take control of the stick. But the thing is, they move to the ball automatically. And in online, there's no way to weed out people that hold the system up versus people that hold the system down. So you could be this really good player when you're holding the system, where it's a top-down view, you're holding the system down, and it's not doing behind the back. But then if you go online, someone could just put the system up to their face, it'll go behind the back, and they don't have to worry about finding the ball at all. They just have to hit A or B or AB or BA or whatever. So 
that's kind of a downer. Like yeah, that really, it, it, that it does, really screws up the... online competitiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you play against friends, like when we played each other, we just didn't do that. And the nice thing is, um, if you do like lying down while you play it, there is an option to completely turn off the gyro sensor because the gyro is what determines if it's up to yeah. your face or not. So if you turn it off, it's just normal Mario. Tennis, I mean, so it's fun. I mean, it's very cool. The behind the back actually is a great use of 3D. Probably the best use of 3D in the whole game. But because besides the replays, those yeah. are kind of neat. But um, it just isn't. It's just annoying when you all play normal top down. And be able to control your cam- uh, character normally, and then you lie down, and suddenly the game's like, "Oh, it's up to your face," and starts moving things. So those are my two. I mean, points. at least um, I've been playing multiplayer long enough to, I guess, I've reached a pretty high rank mm-hmm. that I just get like really hard people, and they're all pretty equally hard. Like I've, I've, I guess I don't know if some of them have been playing with the auto running right, in- right. enabled, but. I, don't know, I can't really seem to tell any difference between them. So. Well, I guess maybe maybe it's a whole lot of nothing then. I mean, I know there are. Because I, mean, I just feel like in terms of the just because like, there are the, could limit it. just because there are all those counters to them, right? Like to different kinds of balls, right? That's true. I mean, and also I don't know like if if it controls your character automatically. I don't know if it will cause if it will make your character dash for you. Well, that's true. Yeah, dashing's a big part. So of it. I mean, placement like. Even if you place it, you could still place it in really hard places that they won't even be able to reach. Even right, it but it, it just feels like it's kind of a cheap way for yeah. people that might not be... I mean, I shouldn't be talking. I suck at games. Yeah, but, 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 but it's a cheap way for people like me to suddenly get super good. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I guess like, since we don't know who's doing it, right. like, it's kind of hard to... It's hard to say if it was a fair fight or a fair match or not. Yeah. But, but it is a really fun game. I'm really liking it. Uh, I think It's kind of how I thought about Battle Revolution when it first came out. It's like, oh, anyone can use legendaries. Right, right. It's like, oh, who's using... This guy's using Mewtwo? Mewtwo? <laughs> but yeah, uh, with Mario Tennis, not Battle Revolution, uh, I don't know. I feel like the reviews were overly harsh. A lot I, of reviews gave it like, we're saying it's low on content. And it's I like think so too. Six. I think people I think, it, getting... I think it's more of an 8 or an 8.5 than a 7 or a 6.5 or whatever some sites are giving it. I'd definitely give it an 8. Yeah. I mean, eight it, it could be so much more than it is, but for what it is, it's a very well-rounded package. Yep. Yeah. I would agree. And I think that sums up our thoughts on Mario Tennis Open. Um... The only other thing I've played in the past two weeks is the 3DS eShop demo of Order Up, which is kind of a neat little cooking game. Um, did you get a chance to try it? I barely was able to touch it. I mean, it seemed interesting, but I don't know. Yeah, first interested. of all, the demo has a lot of content. It's basically an endless demo, so that's kind of neat. Uh, but like you can only game... boot up 30 times, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you're playing it, it yeah. doesn't end. <laughs> like The game works... Uh, essentially, it's a cooking game, like Cooking Mama, but with a little more personality... A little, a little less cookie mama personality and a little more like humorous personality yeah. and uh it's like a mix of cookie mama and like diner dash almost where uh with cookie mama it's like okay you do this ingredient you do this ingredient you do this ingredient now let's make the next dish this ingredient this ingredient this ingredient next dish and you just follow that pattern like you don't really multitask with uh order up how it works is you get an order and you work at a fast food place called burger face Right. And you get an order, and uh, it's usually like three or four different dishes, and you can juggle multiple things. Everything's like, you know, you can put the patty on the grill, and then you can go put the fries in the fryer, and then while you're doing that, you can fill up a soda. Then you jump over, as the soda's filling up, you jump back by hitting one of the fa- by hitting the D-pad, control stick, or face buttons if you're a lefty like me, and you go back to the fryer, you flip over the patty by doing a little flipping gesture with the stylus on the touchscreen. You go to the fryer, you lift the 
Did I just say fryer for the... I'm getting mixed up here. You go to the grill to flip the patty. <laughs> you go to the fryer and you raise the fries back up. And then you go finish the drink before it spills and you put them all together. So it's like... And then you get like four of these different words and you keep doing that. And you chop vegetables and you, you know, leaf lettuce and all this other stuff. So it's kind of cool in that regard because it's like a much rapid fire, much more rapid fire cooking mama. And it also has a lot... Like, I really like the demo. It has a, a lot of personality. It's a fully voice acted. has a pretty good sense of humor. There's a... Like, the, the tutorial... There's a tutorial on quick play in the demo. Tutorial, you do three dishes, and you walk through it by the typical, I work at a fast food place guy, <laughs> who, by the way, he's been working there for five years, and he considers it to be a very big achievement. So, good, good for him that he's been stuck at a fast food place for five years. Um, but... Yeah, so he walks you through everything, and then that's one part of the demo. And then when that ends, you can go quick play, and literally you do a full order, which is multiple food items per order. Give it to the customer. They give you a tip. Then you have the choice to do another one, or you just quit. And you can do this forever. You can, like, play for an hour and a half and keep making food, and there's, like, no cutoff. Thing is, uh, how the game works, my understanding, the final game, is there, the tips go towards, obviously, money. And the money you can use, it's either a high-score thing or you use it to buy things. I'm not quite sure. I think you use it to buy things and expand the restaurant. I'm not sure about that, though. Mm. You don't have, there's no tracking of your tips when you do quick play in the demo. It's literally you're doing it for nothing. You're just doing it to play. There's no score. There's no Pro nothing. Bono. Yeah. There's no score or anything that you can keep track of. So that's why, I think that's what makes it a demo, is just that you're getting no... Like, not reward, but you're getting nothing out of doing it except the play, the playing of the actual gameplay. So that's what makes it out. But I think it's, it's actually pretty fun, and it's only going to be 10 bucks when it comes out on the eShop later this month. So mm-hmm. it's originally going to be a full retail game. It's actually a sequel, semi-sequel, remake, I don't know what you want to call it, to uh, the Wii version of Order Up. And so instead of, you know, motion controls, are just using touchscreen. And I actually liked it a lot. I, I thought it was a cool little game, and it has, like I said, it has a nice sense of humor. The, uh, the restaurant is in the city of Port... Abello, Portobello. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which, which is a dish. No, no, I, I, I got that. It's, I got it's, it's a pun. <laughs> Mr. Pun Master, you should like this. But, um, yeah. So, I, I definitely, I mean, it's only, 10 bucks is kind of a steal for that. Because the, the Wii version was 40. This one was going to originally retail, I think, for 30. Do you think people will eat this one up? <laughs> In the town of Portobello, maybe. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's definitely, definitely check out the demo. I mean, there's some little... It's a demo. It's a small developer, so it's not like 100% foolproof. There's some couple of odd graphical doohickeys I noticed here and there that didn't seem quite right, but it's definitely a fun game. So I, I would recommend the, I would recommend checking out the demo for yourself, seeing if it's worth it. And it should be out, I want to say June 21st. I think I have that date wrong, but um, let's check it. I think it's June 21st, but it's definitely worth... Like I said, it's definitely worth checking out in the meantime. Um... Oh, I just remembered. There is another game I've been playing. Oh. Again. Oh. Um, I think just recently, within these two weeks. June 21st. Um, Sorry, then, it is June 21st. Go ahead. Within the last two weeks, um, I think it was last Thursday. Day doesn't matter. What was the game? <laughs> no, well, that's like, um, Mighty Switch Force got an update and it got five Oh, right. New, five new levels. Yeah, and it yeah. got five new levels. It's nice to see before you For launch. Free. So yeah, awesome. I was about to say, they're taking the uh, App Store approach. App Store and Google Play Market. This is like how smartphone games are so successful, is you don't just get the game. The games are constantly updated with new stuff. Angry Birds uh, Space, for example, on my iPhone, I just got 10 new levels the other day. Uh, Fruit Ninja just did this huge upgrade where they unveiled, I think, a new mode even. Like, all these games, they keep adding stuff. Jetpack Joyride, which is a huge iPhone game, they uh, unveiled, like, all these new items and all these new gameplay mechanics, and they keep updating it with new stuff. And that's partly why I think these games are so successful, 
like download games is because they're constantly evolving. So I think it's great that Nintendo is encouraging or allowing for eShop developers to start doing the same. That's pretty cool though, because that's like that was like one of my my only complaint really about that game, just that it was right. it was just one of the short. things I remember you saying was that the did you did you say when you first talked about it that the 3D wasn't all that like it was there but wasn't that special? Well, I mean, because didn't they fix that in the update? I seem to remember reading somewhere that they made the 3D more oh, yeah, like 3D. Yeah, when I played it again, like wait, wait, is the, the 3D depth is popping more, out more? Yeah, like, yeah. Apparently, they tweaked the entire game's 3D in addition to those five yeah, levels. Yeah, definitely. Like you could feel it a lot more. But how are the five levels? They're actually really good. Like, are they at the tail end, so they're like extra hard? Or um, yeah, they're, they're all really, really uh, hard. Yeah, because I, I think the other complaint you had when we talked about this one day come out December. I, wasn't the other complaint you had something like uh, the game just felt too short? Yeah, because um, so, it was only 16 levels, and a lot of the right. later levels, like, they introduced these new concepts, like, oh, when you block that, when you stand on and you switch between foreground and background, they'll remain in the foreground as you're, as long as you're standing on them. Right. Like, weird things like that. But there was only, like, one or two levels that actually used them, so, uh, so I felt like, oh, there should be more levels that utilize this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really good idea, and these levels, like, they really take advantage of all these new gameplay mechanics and really make really hard, really hard levels. So a good free update. Yeah, so I'm still, I still need, and you can't play all the levels, like, whenever you want, you have to beat one at a time to unlock the next one. Right, right. And they're just called bonus one, bonus two. Right. And I still need to unlock two more, just because one is kind of annoyingly yeah. hard, but. I really hope I like that, about it. I really hope this is the start, I kind of said this, but I really hope this is the start of a trend with eShop developers. I haven't even played the Makawuhu fixed version yet. Oh yeah, me neither. I updated to Mario Kart 7. It's yeah. like, as soon as you update, hit the eShop, e- e- but... Yeah, now it's just like... The patch, I guess I should say, but I haven't actually tried it yet. They apparently fixed more than just that level. Oh, yeah, there was a Bowser... Yeah, was, something in Bowser. There was a shortcut in Bowser I stage. didn't even know. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah, but they took care of that, too. So, um, I guess that pretty much concludes what we've been playing lately and what the only things we'll be playing for the next couple of weeks. I don't think we're going to be playing anything this this kind of week because of E3. Yeah, we'll just be uh, like, I we'll wish just I have this, out. I wish I have this. I'm yeah, we'll be, yeah, definitely follow, uh, I know I said this at the top of the show, but definitely follow me at JSR7 on Twitter and Jose at Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. It's fun spelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely follow us because we're going to be tweeting up a storm because there's going to be a lot of news. And of course, I said this twice, I just want to really emphasize it. Two special episodes this week, Tuesday, June 5th, evening of Pacific Time, and Sunday, June 10th, a special weekly episode instead of bi-weekly we're going all out for e3 we're going to cover as much as we can also be sure to check out nintendo's live stream on facebook spike or nintendo.com uh to get the news firsthand and yeah i guess that pretty much does it e3 is here it's gonna be really exciting and go what took long enough yeah seriously we've been talking about it since this podcast started because because there's nothing else about the podcast everyone yeah it's because last year's podcast last year's e3 yeah because really, last year the the Wii U was it was so like, just like a, a very brief showing. Like I mean, they had games and stuff, but it was, it very, just, it was yeah. very like here's something for the future, and now that fu- the future is now. I feel like almost like they should have waited till this year to announce it. Yeah, but I feel like they just needed to say something because the Wii was starting to flail a little. Yeah. So they needed to show that they were working on something, and the leaks Project Cafe. Yeah. Was known in April of that year, so yeah, it's 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 nice to have the, the actual info. So we will be sure to cover all of that. And in the meantime, leading up to Tuesday, we want to hear what you're excited about, listener. We want to hear what you're excited about for E3. We want to hear what you think is going to be shown. We want to hear your thoughts on Nintendo Direct because that's happening already. 
since stupid schedule conflict. No, no. What but, do you um, think about the Wii specs that we don't know yet, but you will? Yeah. What were you thinking about that new controller? Isn't that <laughs> new feature you saw? You know, you know the one that one. Oh, yeah, that, that one. What about that processor, man? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the reveal processor, but yeah, that that feature you saw that you're like, whoa. I know that, yeah, I'm thinking of the same thing you are, I'm sure. That one. And that yes, word? that one, that one. Tell us what you think of that one. <laughs> and that obviously shaped port in the back? What the fuck yeah, is and, that and, and I mean, what are your thoughts on the fact that it's, like, the same but different? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we would love to hear your comments. Uh, just go to episode 15, staring up Mario Tennis, on random10.com, leave them in the comments section, hit us up on Twitter, and be sure to check out our pictures where we snuck around the convention center and got yelled at by a security guard. Um, yeah, if nothing else, go to the site just for those pictures, because we got some cool pictures of the lobby, an empty E3 lobby, an empty E3, some cool ads, uh, Sony put a huge PlayStation logo on the building. Just the logo, though. Yeah, just the logo and never stop playing, so I wonder what they have in store, but, um, yeah, we will see you Tuesday evening, or hear you, you'll hear us Tuesday evening, Sunday evening, so until then, enjoy E3, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.